Hello, Coven. In this week's episode, I will be discussing a conversation I had with my ancestors about their regret and sorrow in taking part in slavery. Before I jump into that, though, uh, I do just want to mention two things. I want to thank um, a listener that reached out to me over on Instagram. Uh, She told me I could address her by name. Her name is Carrie. Um, Carrie, thank you so much. Your message meant the world to me, but um, she told me I could share this with you guys that, um, you know, after last week's episode where I broke down and cried, she was very concerned for me. And I assured her that it stood out as unusual. (laughs) If you've listened from the start, you know that um, I'm not one to just break down and cry on the episodes here. So uh, I took note of it as well. And I reached out to my insurance company, um, something I've been thinking of for a while to uh, contact my insurance company and see if they could help me find a um, therapist that specializes with PTSD. As I've mentioned several times, uh, that is something that I struggle with. I've had some unfortunate situations with therapists, um, so that's what has kept me away from that. But after last week's experience, just breaking down crying, um, I was like, maybe I should start talking to somebody. Uh, I've only had an experience like where I just started crying out of nowhere once before in my life, shortly after I moved to Connecticut. I was one day hanging out with my grandmother and we decided to go visit my aunt and uncle and as we pulled my grandma and I pulled into their driveway my uncle was in the backyard uh, and he had a deer tied up to one of the tree branches and the deer was slit right open like crotch to throat just slit and um, obviously seeing something like that you know, made me upset, you know, sad, but I didn't feel like I was going to cry. So I just said to my grandmother, I'm going to go up to the house, say hi to Aunt Lori, and uh, let me know when you're ready to leave. As soon as I opened the house door and I saw my aunt standing there, I just broke down and cried. And I was like, please hold me. Um, so, <laughs> um, like I said, that's the only other time I've ever had it where I just broke down crying for, you know, out of nowhere. But I am doing okay, and I am seeking out, um, you know, help to deal um, through that. So, let's jump into this week's episode. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think. I think it was Sunday. Saturday or Sunday. It was on the weekend. I was just laying in bed. I was watching Practical Magic. And all of a sudden, I had this overwhelming feeling like I should look up the ship that my uh, mom's side of the family came over to America from. You know, they were originally in England. So I looked up the antebellum. And sure enough, it came up that it was a slave ship. Now, at first, when this when this feeling came over me that I should look all this up, I was like, no, no, I don't want to do it. I'm afraid because it was like the 1800s, and we all know what was happening in the 1800s, and I don't want to... I, I, and as soon as I got that feeling, I was like, Rachel, now you have to. Because if you ignore that the fact that your family paid their way 
onto a ship, um, you know, that they clearly knew was a slave ship. It wasn't like, oh, we didn't know. I mean, there were, it was obvious. This was known as a slave ship. I was like, if you're so afraid, then that says more about you and that you just want to ignore it if it was. I'm like, no, I don't want to be that person. So I went to Google, looked it up, and sure enough, the Antebellum was known as a slave ship that went between America and England in the 1800s. And uh, like I said in the brief description last week leading up to this episode, I don't know how much my grandmother has told me is just genuinely the information she knows or her trying to white coat, make things not sound so bad, which is horrible, but it is what it is. So I'm trying to take all that into uh, perspective, like, you know, take everything in that she says with a grain of salt. Um, Because like I said, I'm not sure if she's trying to sugarcoat things or if she's just generally saying it to me the way it was said to her the stories were said to her but um so after i did that google search um after that my uh, ancestor samuel who um was one of the first family members to come to america Fun fact, my grandfather, who I mention quite often in this podcast, and my grandmother, um, their family, their ancestors were on the the ship at the same time together, but they did not know one another. Um, So that's pretty interesting. Um, So my ancestor Samuel, he, he, he was like crying. Um, excuse me. I'm outside and all this dirt is getting kicked up and I feel like I gotta sneeze. So if I sneeze, please excuse me. (coughs) Okay. Hopefully that's the only sneeze (laughs) for this episode. But yes. So he starts crying and he's like, I'm genuinely sorry. I was surrounded on this ship by around slaves and I knew why they were on the ship and I... You know, even before getting onto the ship, he just, he was just like, kind of like a low-key situation, you know? How low-key, you know? He's not good, he's not bad. He just looks at a situation and see what what's the best outlook, the best benefit for him in the situation. So if it benefits him to do something with the good guys, he does it. If it benefits him to do something with the quote-unquote bad guys, then he works with them. Kind of a low-key situation like that. He just saw the, the benefit for him to get onto the ship, get to America, and not really think about the other people on the ship and how it was affecting them. He's like, the people running the ship are just, it's just a job, it's not that big of a deal. And he's like, now that I have had time, um, <clears throat> and I have thought of this, he's like, I need forgiveness. And I said to him, I said, I am not the one to forgive you. I am here to listen and hold space for you, but I am not the one you need to ask for forgiveness. You need to contact um, the living relatives of those people that were around you on that ship that you knew were going into slavery, if not already sold to families. 
that is who you need to seek your apology from and, and get that, you know, uh, penance that you're looking for, that relief. And obviously, he wasn't happy, he wasn't thrilled with that answer, but he understood. And um, so then uh, I went outside. I went and did a load of laundry at my, you know, apartment's laundromat, and I went outside as everything's in the washing machine, and it was like sprinkling out. It wasn't raining really hard, it was sprinkling, and I took off my shoes, and I just walked in the grass for like 45 minutes, and I felt like the, excuse me, the rain was just, was his tears, and um, I got really emotional and I started crying myself, but I didn't feel like the emotions were mine. I felt like I was just a vessel and all, I am so sorry if you guys just heard that truck. I'm sitting outside, uh, trying to get away from the noise of the dog and the rabbits and all of that. And I didn't even take into account all the cars going by, so... This week's episode might be a little noisier than usual, but I'm going to try to edit it out. So, um, but yes, so I went outside for like 45 minutes or whatever while the stuff was in the washer machine and, um, while out there, um, you know, I got, I felt like my body was being taken over by my ancestor Samuel's emotions like it was really his emotions but they were coming through me and I started crying but again I felt the tears I saw the tears but I didn't feel like they were my tears it's just they were coming through my vessel through my body but they were his tears and he was just unleashing all this sorrow and um he's he's like I know you probably already know what I'm about to say. And he says, but I just have to say it. And I was like, okay. And he says, I am so sorry for what I did when I, um, I, mm, okay. So I'm going to just stop there for a second. All right. So little background. My, ancestor Samuel his family I'm going to use the word took they took a American native girl from her tribe my grandmother tells a story that she lived with them kind of just like oh she's just room and board but no they took her from her tribe made her become a slave for them and then this was when she was young I think my grandmother said she was like 10 years old when they took when she came as my grandmother would say came to live with them but really come on the girl was happy with her family let's face it um so they took her made her become one of their slaves and um he was just like it was my idea I did it. He's like, you know, there was no one stopping me. And he's like, I ruined her life. She was so happy. And he's like, I am so sorry. He's like, I tried to make it up for her 
to her when she died. I buried her with the family. But of course, burying her with the family does jack shit. Does jack shit. You know, he uprooted this sweet, innocent child, turned her into a slave, and then as she got older, um, I'm sure there was some Stockholm Syndrome sort of thing going on, because she eventually married uh, one of Samuel's sons. Um, And... God, he's like, I'm, I, he's like, to this day, I, I regret doing that. Um, he's like, you know, you didn't, like, it was a different time, things were acceptable, so you kind of overlooked things. And I said to him, I said, even to this day, people use that phrase. It was a different time. You know, we, we, we overlook things because we don't think in the moment that they're bad, but, I, I said to him, I said, how could you ever, ever justify owning another person? What makes you think that ever that that's okay? And he said, I didn't think. I didn't. I just went with what was going on around me. And I I said, I can, I can understand just going with the flow with what's going on around you I said but to some extent people need to be able to look at a situation look at what other people are doing and saying no no this might make it more convenient for me but how is this affecting everyone everyone in the world in the long run and uh You know, I said to him that I respected and appreciated him coming forward and talking about these sort of things, this stuff with me, but I re-emphasized, excuse me, can't talk today, re-emphasized that I am not the person that he needs to seek redemption from. I am not the person to come to for apologies I am here just to hold a space for him to release his sorrows. You know, I'm here to listen and, you know, like I hold a a place for him. But um, he needs to seek forgiveness from those who he has hurt. And uh, then he kind of stepped away and then came to the forefront, um, my dad's side of the family. And, um, so this would be my dad's great-grandfather, or no, my dad's grandfather. It was his mother's father. So that would be my great-grandfather on his side. So my dad's grandfather steps forward and for some contents, contact uh, here. Um, My dad's grandfather murdered my dad's mom. Okay, so my dad's grandfather murdered my dad's grandma. Um, And he just right off the bat, right off the bat said, I am not sorry. Do not, I'm not going to shed a tear. I'm not sorry for it. 
He said, what I am sorry for, though, is that because of killing uh, my wife, it has impacted our children so much. He did not take into consideration um, the effect it would have on my grandmother, her siblings, and what paths their lives would take after such a devastating thing. But he he emphasized multiple times he was not sorry for killing his wife. He said she deserved it. You know, he was he was a very aggressive, very I could tell from the the tone of his voice that he was using that he was very violent and he just um almost like a, a sociopath, you know? Pretty much the bitch had it coming is what he he, he was implying. Um and he was just like, but the only regret I have is because of doing that, it affected um the life of my my grandma, my nanny, my dad's mom. And um what ended up happening after he killed his wife, uh my nanny went to live with my poppy and his family, you know, I think they both were like, at that time, like 14 years old. And, um, so she was like a friendly, like, she was like a friend of the family, my poppy and my nanny, they went to school together. Um, so they just knew each other, the families knew each other. And when this tragedy happened, when this murder happened, my poppy's family was like, come live with us. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. And so she did, you know, being like 14 years old, what other choices really did she have? Um, And so like many 14 year olds, you know, you're messing around with the opposite sex and my nanny became pregnant. And so during that time, it was true. And I would even dare to say this day and age, if a girl falls pregnant at a wedlock, becomes pregnant at a wedlock, especially very religious people tend to uh, want to get them hitched, want to get them married because you don't want a baby born out of wedlock, at least according to the Catholic and Christian belief. So that's what they did. My no- my nanny was pregnant with my uncle Tommy, who is my, my dad's oldest brother. And um, so it wasn't that they were adults and mature and seriously in love and set in life these were young children by the time my uncle Tommy was born my grandmother was like my nanny was like 15 16 I'm pretty sure she was 14 when when her mother died so that would have made her 15 when my uncle Tommy was born and then um they got married before he was born um so they they got married even before she was showing. Um, so um, that was my discussion with my uh, great poppy on my dad's side. It wasn't as um, it wasn't what I was expecting. Let's put it that way. I thought he would have like genuinely been uh, sorrowful, sorrowful for what he did. I mean. Um, 
but I guess it takes that special kind of person to go and kill somebody. If somebody's gonna go kill someone, I don't, I guess the chances of them being apologetic, you know? Um, but I think that will be it for this week's episode. Um, yeah, next week, um, I want to talk about the masculine and feminine energy and how to use both energies to their peak potential. Um, and I don't have a book to recommend for this week, uh, partially because of the topic and partially because I've just been swamped here, uh, house sitting for my sister between taking care of the gardens and the animals. I just really, uh, but I will have books, book recommendations for next week's episode. In the meantime, I want to thank everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please follow me. You know, if you, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to keep in touch, uh, throughout the week, you can follow me over on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Instagram is Practical Magic Pod, and then uh, inst- and then TikTok is Practical Prast- pra- Practical Magic. Okay, so TikTok is Practical Magic, and then Instagram is Practical Magic Pod. Um, but uh, I'll be back next week. Have a magical week, all.